0: For over 50 years, Star Trek has been a part of our lives. In its many variations, we have shared it with friends and family members. Our passion for the franchise has lived on through the years. This podcast is dedicated to those relationships and connections that we have made with Star Trek as the focus. As a father and son, the hosts will shed some light into the differences and similarities seen through the years of watching Star Trek. This is Generations a Star Trek podcast.
1: Hi, I'm Tim. And I'm Doug, and we're father and son hosts of Generations, a Star Trek podcast. We're both lifelong Star Trek fans, and we
0: want to thank you for downloading and listening. And if you enjoy what you hear on the podcast, please subscribe. That way you'll never miss another episode of the podcast. And we're going to try to upload a new episode every few weeks. Now, this podcast, Doug and I have talked about doing, and we have different kind of plans for it. Some of them are interviews with other Star Trek fans. And we're also going to have discussions of various episodes of seen from the viewpoint of different generations. Right, Doug? That's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to talk about why the next generation is better than
1: TLS, <laughs> and why the Enterprise D is a prettier ship than the original Enterprise.
0: Yeah, and we're going to get into that in this episode <laughs> because we're not interviewing anybody except ourselves in our very first inaugural episode. So we wanted to give all of our listeners an understanding of who we are, where we come in, where we come from in the world of Star Trek. And before we get started, we have a spoiler warning, because the following contains spoilers from the entirety of Star Trek, from the original series through and including Star Trek Discovery. If you do not wish to hear the plot points, character development information, do not continue. You have been warned. So we're going to uh, why don't you just give a little background about yourself, Doug?
1: Uh, so I, I'm i a growed person who teaches. I'm a fourth grade teacher um, uh, out in Oregon. And I uh, have been a Star Trek fan since I can remember knowing what Star Trek is. It's, I think, my first fandom. And that's uh, I've written a couple of books. So you can Google Doug Robertson, and I'll come up on on the Amazons.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm Doug's dad, uh, Tim, and I've been a Star Trek fan for as long as I can remember as well. Uh, I, uh, for a professional, I work for NASA. I'm a quality engineer on a, a satellite program, so that's what I do for a living. I have to say that Star Trek had a lot to do with me getting into my profession. So, Doug, what's your first Star Trek memory?
1: Oh my gosh! Um, honestly, I I don't remember. Um, I think it's, okay, it's one of two things. It's either the things going into Chekhov's ears <laughs> in Wrath of Khan, or it's um, me and Summer in costumes outside of your apartment shooting phasers into the bushes and holding a tricor. <laughs> do you remember that? I do, exactly. I remember I remembered that, but there's got to be something before that, obviously. And
0: that was a very proud moment of me as well. It, uh, it's probably
1: being scared of Wrath of Khan.
0: And when Wrath of Khan came out, you were probably, what, seven or eight, which was a great parenting moment on my part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my first Star Trek memory is uh, uh, actually even before the first episode aired, because back then there was a magazine called TV Guide. And it. Uh, What's a magazine? I know it's 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 printed media <laughs> and the TV guide had a color photograph on the cover of Kirk Spock and McCoy and Kirk was holding a phaser and and uh, McCoy had a tricorder in his hand and I remember my dad saying this is a show you need to watch this is going to be good and luckily for us we had just purchased our very first color TV like a month before it aired and so September 8th 1966 me and the rest of the family sat down in our living room. We watched uh very first episode of Star Trek. And you know what that was, right? Uh, the cage. No. <laughs> no, wrong. <laughs> the man trap. Yeah. The man trap. Yeah. Great episode. Yeah. I just watched Discovery, so that's what's in my head. Uh, yeah, me too. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Grandpa R was interested. He
1: saw that Star Trek looked intre- that. I guess I don't remember much about him it just doesn't seem like something that he would have been interested in
0: yeah well he was he was a techie guy and that's where I got it from he used to build radios and ham radios in our house and stuff like that and uh, he worked for NASA as well so that's no, I guess that makes sense That's where I got my interest in space and NASA yeah yeah so what, what's your favorite Star Trek memory?
1: My favorite Star Trek memory that that's hard um cursing and Klingon. Uh, as a little kid on the news at the, the the Los Angeles con is a pretty good Star Trek memory because um, you made me up. I got all decorated, decorated, mm-hmm. all dressed up like a Klingon. And then we spent the whole drive down to L.A. Um, listening to that Worf teaches you Klingon, probably cassette <laughs> tape. Um, and then walking up to some random guy who was being interviewed by the news who was also dressed like a Klingon and pulling on his shirt and just talking to him in Klingon the news would talk to me uh so that's that that
0: started early
1: uh you have a microphone you should talk to me instead um
0: (laughs) i have an interesting i have an interesting story on that too because that was filmed by cnn and years later i would say 15 years later i was at my job and my boss had taken a trip to germany and he came back and he told me did you ever go to a star trek convention i said yeah he goes with your son and your daughter? I said, yeah. He goes, I saw you guys on a news program in Germany. And this is like 10, 15 years after we had done it. They were doing a thing on Star Trek fans back there. It just that's crazy. Totally, totally blew me away. Yeah. And my favorite Star Trek memory, gosh, there have been a lot. Um, probably attending conventions with you, because that's what you and I do now as we're both, you're, you're a grown adult with kids and it's been our opportunity to get away. And those of you that have met us at STLV in the past few years, you know, that's, it's the dad and son that hang out and he's dressed up and then I'm dressed up and we're both in cosplay. So I think that's one of them. And also I think, uh, Star Trek 09, I was selected to go to the premiere and we saw the movie before it came out. Kevin, I suggest the Vulcan mind probe. Actually in listening back, it was not Star Trek 9 it was Star Trek Beyond that I was selected to go see. Uh, I just wanted to add that correction in there. With the live orchestra down in down in San Diego, and that was that was pretty amazing. I saw that.
1: It was also really cool to to get discovery because even though I was um I was alive and paying attention, you know, when when we got new Star Trek, when Voyager started and DS9 started, they weren't like very, it wasn't like my first, because it, it was just kind of always in the air. Mm-hmm. So getting Discovery for the first time and it being good and it being like, I have a Star Trek and I have a five-year-old who is, this is going to be his Star Trek too. And that was, that was pretty cool is, is
0: getting new Star Trek that was really good like that. Yeah, but you know, number one grandson's favorite captain is of course Captain Kirk. Not the card. Right. <laughs> no. I ask him, he tells me Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> so the Star Trek philosophy, everybody's got a different definition of that. What what does that mean to you? Uh, my my
1: my take on the Star Trek philosophy is itic. Um it's the infinite combinations and infinite diversity. Uh infinite diversity, infinite combinations, so much so that I've got the, the itic symbol tattooed on my wrist. Um, and I feel like that plays into everything that I care about when it comes to Star Trek, um, because it's it's kind of the guiding philosophy. It's it's what everything is about. It the the bridge of the the bridge of every ship is is all about how everybody's differences together make the crew stronger. If everybody was exactly the same, even down to like the original three if Kirk, Spock and Picard were exactly the same, nothing would, you know, Kirk, Kirk, Spock and McCoy were exactly the same, then nothing would get done. You need those three guys to be so different that they work off of each other. Um, and I've taken that into my classroom all, you know, I got 30 something students and all of my kids are different and all of the teachers on my staff are different and it is, makes the staff stronger if we were all teaching the exact same way if all of my students were exactly the same we wouldn't be as good and we wouldn't be as strong and we wouldn't be as learning as much so that's that's by far the most important thing um what's what's your what does the star trek philosophy mean to you
0: to me it's i i think of hope for the future um that we can all work together it's it's in a way itic but it's 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 more of the hopefulness that the crap we go through in life, and what the world is going through, there there is a positive chance for the future. That we'll all make it out well on the other side, um, and that's that's what I see. I mean, my wife calls Star Trek my religion, and I don't get mad when she says that because I do feel it is it has shaped me. I mean, I was nine years old when 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 The Man Trap was on TV. And it, from that moment on, my whole life changed on how I think about life and the, the stories that Star Trek taught me through the years. That's the, I've tried to take that philosophy into my life.
1: I, yeah, I, 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 the hope for the future thing, I really like that. I think that's my voting. Like, when you're voting, who are you voting for? The person who's going to get me to Star Trek. Which, which of these people is, is moving us towards Star Trek? That's the person I want.
0: It's, it's, that's, I like that. That's a good philosophy to have. Yeah, that's good. Now, uh, th- there's a term that has been bantered around so much, even with, with Discovery. You know, A lot of fans are saying, oh, this is Star Trek. Oh, this is not Star Trek. Well, what does that mean when someone says this is Star Trek? What do you think that means to you?
1: Um, uh, honestly, I think it's gatekeeping and I don't like it. I don't like it when certain fans are able this is Star Trek and this is not Star Trek. okay well that's your you're 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 blocking what you think it should be off from a group of people based on an arbitrary thing because I mean technically, Star Trek is anything that has the name Star Trek on it. I don't really like a lot of the JJ movies, but they're Star Trek. And they have Star Trek philosophies in them. And I think that's one of the things that fandoms sometimes forget is you don't have to, just because you love, just because I love Star Trek doesn't mean that I have to like everything about Star Trek. Like I'm watching DS9 right now and there's certain things about DS9 that I'm not loving as much. I love DS9, but there's things about it that I'm like, ah, I don't really enjoy that. Like I want it. It's not hitting me like like uh, TNG does, but no, it's still Star Trek and it's still got that message. So I feel like when somebody says that's not Star Trek, all they're doing is trying to t- close the fandom down when really we should be expanding and hearing what everybody thinks Star it, Trek is. Um, what about you?
0: That, that That's very true. I mean, I, I feel pretty much the same way with it. It's interesting. It's like you were reading my notes. But yeah. I think when when I think what is Star Trek? Well, if the title sequence says Star Trek, it's made by CBS or Paramount. It's Star Trek, and like you said, DS Nine is not the hopefulness for the future that you now that that I thought of with with uh, Enterprise, with with TOS, with TNG. They all have a hopefulness, and, and DS Nine was dark, and that's what yeah you know, I had I had issues with DS Nine as well. It's a great show. I love it now. But when it aired, I was like, ah, "This is tough for me," and I might have even said, "This is not my Star Trek," you know, because it didn't show the hopefulness that I wanted to see. But breaking it down, it is Star Trek because it was made by CBS and Paramount, and they can, you know, it's the, they're 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 the owners of it.
1: And it's interesting to think about like things that even the way TNG changed after after Gene passed, and like there are certain lines where you can say like, "This is no longer." Gene's Star Trek His vision and what but he that doesn't mean that it's not Star Trek anymore. It just means the show is evolving with the fans and with the writers, which I think is important. It's the reason it's still vital after 50 years is because it was able to grow. It's not the exact same show that it was when it premiered.
0: And thank goodness. I mean, we have awesome special effects now, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the scripts are tight and the acting is amazing. it's just so, you know that that's the thing, and so, well, like when I think of Star Trek, yeah, I was I was asked actually by Rod Roddenberry once, you know, if we before we had Discovery, he says, what would you, what would you want to see in a new series? And I told him I want to see great character development that I of characters I care about. I want to see great stories, and I, I want to be see good science fiction. That was it. That's all I want to see because to me that's the basics of of a star star trek episode it has those elements involved
1: yeah and it's full of philosophy and and yeah. hope and and when star trek talks about something it's not actually talking about that thing it's talking about something that's happening in 2019 and it's just reframing it yeah in
0: in in the future which is which is what science fiction ought to be doing and it's what star trek did in 1966 right and that's the thing. Gene took things and and gave a guy a half black and half white face, and it was about racism. But the South had no problem with it. <laughs> you know, yeah. Now, when you know, there, well, one of the questions we're going to ask all everybody that comes on is like, what made that older person decide to share stare Star Trek with you? You know what what prompted me to show you the movies? I don't think you had any choice. I, I didn't. It was my life. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was ingrained in me. I, I watched star Trek on reruns, you know, TNG was on when you were born. And it was just like, it was, it was, a, it was appointment television back then. And we had one TV and dad had control of the remote. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's what we watched. And the movies came out and I wanted to go to the movies and I dragged you guys along to the movies. And, you know, I, when I, when it came time to go to a convention, who had 250 feet of black rubber hose attached to their body. You do. You were a Borg. So, you know, it's that type of thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I'm doing the same thing now. Like my (laughs) boys are going to, they just, it's in the air. They Mm -hmm. exist. They have tiny little enterprises and tiny little Klingon birds of prey because those are the toys that they need. I get to control what toys they get. And those are the toys that they need. They're going to, they know what the enterprise looks like because they need to because it's important to me and it's not like i'm for you must sit down now and watch this it's just it exists in the air it's in their dna so they're right. always going to know what star trek is that's true But they're right. not watching discovery with us yet no. because they don't stop talking and i really want to know <laughs> what's happening on disco yeah
0: well uh, yeah there, there's a lot of adult things going on in in discovery too so right yeah it's not for a four and four and six year old
1: but they watch the other shows with me when i'm watching them on netflix
0: yeah have they seen the animated series
1: Mm, i think only one episode okay but they would probably like the animated series because they like that kind of weird stuff
0: no i'm coming up in a couple weeks i'll bring the dvds (laughs) we can have a marathon now is other than how about how about your wife angela is she into star trek
1: yeah, not as much as I am but she likes it. She knows who they are. She's fluent in Star yeah. Trek. I think she watched it um with her dad when okay. when when she was growing up. So, yeah, she likes it. And we okay. watched Discovery together.
0: Well, that's good. Yeah, when I was growing up, like I said, it was it was it was the first show made for color television. That's why the uniforms were the colors they were. You know, that's that 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 they that's what they took you know, when, when, and RCA was a sponsor of Desilu back then. So we got an RCA TV. It was RCA did the first color televisions. So my my whole family would sit around and watch Star Trek. And that was part of it. But I I obviously have taken the fandom to a little bit larger level than anybody else. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the only with start only one with Star Trek Inc. So. <laughs> and a motorcycle. And a motorcycle. Yes. Yeah, so it's painted like Star Trek. Yeah yeah now how do you think star trek has affected our relationship
1: it always gives us something to talk about uh it's it's the trip that we've taken annually for the last uh three years three years i think uh we're not going to do it this year because there will be a brand new tiny person and i can't really just (laughs) bounce a month after that um but it's it's I mean, we're doing this because of it. It's yeah. it, There's always something, to t- even if there's nothing else to talk about, there's always something to talk about. It's like that cliche in movies where the, the guy's like, I could never talk to my dad about anything but baseball. It's, right. it's like it's, it's like, like that, but not as
0: depressing. Yeah, we don't talk about politics, but we'll talk about Star Trek all day long. Which is kind of talking about politics. <laughs> it really is.
1: If you talk about Star Trek, right.
0: It, it, it's, it's kind of funny, but yeah, it's it's... You know, because we've had periods in our life, like every family has, where there's some separation. You know, you might not talk to the person for a couple of years and things like that. Something will happen, but then we'll all, we always have Star Trek that takes us back together. Right. You know, it's it's like going to the first conventions when you're little, you know, and now going to a convention now. it, It brings those feelings back to me when we're together at Star Trek Las Vegas. It really does. Now, how, is, how has how Star Trek affected your life?
1: Oh um, well, kind of like I say, it's that I think that's hard to quantify because it's just there. Like when I'm writing something and I'm looking for a reference or a joke, it's ninety percent of the time it's going to be a Star Trek reference or a Star Trek joke, and that's not because I'm like the people reading this must know that I'm a nerd. It's it's that's when I pull up references star trek is the first reference that comes into my brain
0: i enjoy so, seeing those in your books i really do
1: <laughs> so it's just kind of like i it i think it's affected my life because it is it's it's what i'm marinated in and then like i said it, the idic thing just gives me kind of a hook to hang on and 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 really point to like this is specifically how i use star trek in my life but there's things all like Like, um, during conflict resolution, it's so hard for me with students sometimes to not say like, do you know what Jean-Luc Picard would say in this situation? Because they would be like, no, and I don't know who that person is. And I would have to be like, well, he would say that when you're going to fight, you should talk and then you should talk and then you should talk some more. And then when you can't talk anymore, you should talk some more instead of fighting. And my kids would be like, I still, I don't know who you're talking about. (laughs) but it's there. It's always. So then it's like finding ways to filter all of that into talking like a, a a normal person, a person who
0: doesn't understand it. Uh, How has it affected your life? Oh my goodness. Well, like I said, I I work for NASA and yeah, my dad has a lot to do with that, but my love for star Trek had a lot to do with it too. I mean, uh, I love the tech I've You know, I, I was the first one on my block with a 3D printer. <laughs> so, you know, anything anytime any new tech comes out, I have a drone now. Anytime any new tech comes out, I've got to have it. And that's because I want a communicator. You know, communicators went on sale when I was little. I had to have one. I needed to have my first phaser. You know, I had to have the models uh, of Star Trek. It, it is, it's been my life. I mean, I was the first kid in my school, I think, that wore a I Grok Spock T-shirt. <laughs> cool. I was probably, you know, I was 11 years old or so when I did that. And everybody was like, who's Spock? And they thought it was Dr. Spock, the child psychologist. But no, no, it's a pointed ear guy. But yeah, it's, it's affected me all the way through. I mean, I wear, I, like I said, I work for NASA and I wear Star Trek shirts to work. You know, Friday's a casual day. And usually every Friday I've got some kind of Star Trek shirt on or Star Trek pin. That, that I wear and everybody knows it's part of my life. And like you mentioned my motorcycle, I mean, I've got a beautiful victory vision motorcycle that's completely custom painted with, uh, with star Trek all around it. And you start it up and it plays the theme song to TOS. And I got a button I push and it, you hear the warp drive sound. And <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, and unfortunately I haven't been able to ride it for six months because I had neck surgery a few months back and I still have to be on it for another eight months. But, it's yeah, Star Trek has been a part of my life for as long as I can remember.
1: And literally the first joke you made when you found out about the next surgery was that you were gonna be a Borg. Like <laughs> it's constantly there. And just thinking about it while you were talking, like Star Trek was probably my first science fiction, and now it's my favorite genre. If I get to choose a genre to read, I'm gonna read science fiction. Or if I'm gonna watch a movie, it's gonna be a science fiction movie first and that's probably because Star Trek was my first fandom it was my first love of a media thing and then I went looking for all of the other science fictiony things and all of that was built out of Star Trek geez man that's crazy
0: it is isn't it I mean it's like you know I I was on another podcast a Star Trek podcast once and they, they said well you watched um Oh God, I'm losing the episode. The half blackout wife. I was just referring to it. Uh, 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 this, uh, the last battlefield. Yeah. Let's just be your last battlefield. And I was asked, well, did you see racism in that? And I'm like, well, I was nine years old. I didn't understand racism, but I understood the episode that it didn't make sense for these two factions to be fighting, you know, because of the skin color was different on each side. And I think that subconsciously affected my life, you know, that, that I don't see race that way, you know, and it's, I don't know. That's it. It's, it taught me lessons early in life that had been that I, that has stuck with me. Yeah. And that's what
1: was so smart, especially about those first or those early shows is like you whip a little message, you entertain them with the phaser blast, and then you whip a little message on them. And that's Mm -hmm. just how you, it's like the same thing Dr. Seuss does. I, I can't believe I'm comparing Star Trek to Dr. Seuss, but here we go. Yeah, you, 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 you entertain them with the bright, pretty colors, and then you whip a message on them while they're not paying attention, and that's when they really get it.
0: Now You have a really good YouTube video on uh, you, you compared a message in a Dr. Seuss book uh, to pol- a political message, right?
1: Um, that sounds like something I would do. I can't remember which doctors, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember what book yeah. you're talking about now. Um, but yeah, Seuss is full of politics.
0: It is. It really. And I did, I never thought about it until I saw you do that video and I'm like, oh yeah. And it's everywhere. I mean, yeah. Your favorite Dr. Seuss book is the, the, uh, yellow guy, the Sneetches? No, the, the Lorax. Right.
1: That- uh that's one of my favorite dr seuss books yeah is the lorax and that's like his, his most overtly political yeah book next to my second favorite dr seuss book
0: the butter battle book which
1: is just a book about war and it's not even hidden and it's yeah. great
0: and, and snitches is like here we go get snitches here we go, going off with dr. Seuss. but that's a racial racial type story right Oh, absolutely.
1: And if you look at the publication dates of all those books, it's like, this came out in 1965. Here's what's going on in the world in 1965. (laughs) Oh, I understand what this book is about. Right, right. So Just like when you watch a Star Trek episode and you look at the air date.
0: There we go, we're back. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Bringing us all full full circle there. Thanks, Dad. Now, here's a question I think you've already answered, but who's your favorite (laughs) captain?
1: Picard Jean-Luc Picard is my captain and it's probably because I didn't grow up with Kirk I he was TNG was on um but even now going back and rewatching, I love I love the original series and I love Cisco and all of the other captains but but Picard's my captain and yours is obviously Kirk right uh yeah you know I remember you vibrating with excitement when we met Shatner
0: Oh, I've met I've met him on a few occasions. I've seen him in concert singing songs. You know, I'll I'll go where he goes. I really I just I'm enthralled by the guy. I mean, he's 86 years old and he's got he's more active than I am. You know, he's an amazing guy. But you know, it's it's and when I read this question, I have another favorite captain though, and it's Christopher Pike. It's Anson Mount's version of Christopher Pike. Yeah, I mean, he is freaking killing it on discovery you know i you know other people have said well i want him to have a series i would love to see a series of captain pike i really would number one on the bridge the enterprise you know, it's just he, he's playing it so well actually i looked up the numbers too he's played pike longer than um, jeffrey hunter and uh who played it in the movies that was uh bruce greenwood So he's actually been on air longer than those two guys playing Mm -hmm. Pike and he's made it himself. I mean, he, he plays the part so well. So I think he's, he's one of my favorites too. And I also like Jonathan Archer.
1: Uh, Archer's cool. Yeah. Um, I I, I, I agree. Pike. Yeah. his Mount's Pike is, is dead on perfect. And I like that he's got all the, the human frailty. He doesn't trust Ash, but they work through it and they talk about it and they figure it out and all of those things that he's doing with that character it's it's really entertaining I'm gonna be sad to lose him at the end of the season,
0: yeah, I hope we don't, yeah, right as we're recording this, we're about halfway through season two of discovery, so we don't know if we're going to lose him or not that's that's what they've hinted at at this point,
1: yeah, I kind of assume he's going to go back to the enterprise,
0: yeah, yeah, but that would lead up to a perfect second se- or another series I'd like to see <laughs> now, what about character other than captain
1: if, if- I think my favorite character is Worf. And I've thought about this a really? lot. Um, but yeah, I think my favorite character in all of Star Trek is Worf. And I have, so Worf, Worf is the most tragic Star Trek character. He's been on more TV than any other Star Trek character because he was in all the next gen movies and he was in all of next gen and then he shows up later in DS9. So Michael Dorn has been in more Star Trek than anybody else. Mm-hmm. But Worf has by far the most tragic stories oh, true. because he's got Kalar, poor dead Kalar, Kalar Kalar, right and then and then when he goes to DS9 spoilers for a show that's 30 years old um, uh, he falls in love with Dax and then yeah. she died or Jadzia I guess technically and he loses her so he's like constantly experiencing all these losses he's got that famous um, Star Trek I'm an orphan thing happening that so many Star Trek characters surprisingly have um, and he's got a really interesting arc throughout, at least his time on TNG, where he goes from like, "We're having a problem," and he's the Klingon, so he's going to go like, "We should shoot it, mm-hmm. right? What else should we do? Shoot it more, shoot <laughs> it bigger."
0: <laughs> do You oh, want me to? I,
1: I'll I'll grab my Bat'leth and I'll go outside and I'll attack it. It's a spaceship. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he like he learned his. Alexander gets a lot of heat because cause it, it's not always great. But his evolution, learning to accept Alexander, mm-hmm. and, and, and that whole arc, I think, wraps up really well, um, at least on TNG. So I, I really love Worf and Worf's inability to find a place to be. Worf is by far the one that's most like Michael Burnham. Um, I think she, I see <laughs> that connection stronger than any, but raised by humans. She's raised by Vulcans, but okay. they're not being raised by the same people. Really hard time coming to grips with that difference in their lives. I had and not thought of that. who they are. Um, I see, I see Worf and Michael Burnham very, very similar, um, but he's by far
0: my favorite character. Hmm. I, I That surprises me. That really does. Who'd you think it was? I thought maybe data
1: data data's fun but i i i think Worf Worf that did more brett spiner's great you know? yeah oh they're all great but i think data yeah. more or Worf more yeah. who's yours
0: it's not uh, a captain right so you have to pick somebody that's not a captain it's, it's not a captain it's of course leonard nimoy's spot mm-hmm. yeah he's 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 the man i mean he, he his, his character his story that he went through and and, you know, just in TOS and the movies, just his evolution dying and coming back to life and everything else, just the way he played the character. And even in the JJ movies, I mean, his portrayal his of Spock in those, it was a part of his life, you know, for so long. And like he wrote the books, I'm not Spock. I am Spock. You know, it's just, the, just struggling with the logic and the human emotion. It's something we all try to do in life. We really do. I mean, you you don't want emotion to take over your body in some situations. You want to take a step back and look at things logically. Okay, now is this really the right thing to do? And I appreciated how he still struggled with that, you know? So he's he's definitely my favorite, yeah.
1: And that's one of the things that Disco is doing so well, because what a risk. We're going to bring back Spock. Oh, no, please, please don't. Like, you can bring (laughs) back Pike, because we don't know anything about him. Right, right so you can do whatever you want with it, but you're really going to bring back Spock. Like, okay. And then everything that's happened with him so far has only served to strengthen everything that we've already known about the character, which is a miracle of writing. That's impossible.
0: And they've given him a, and they've given a, given him a disability, right? Which, Oh no, it's not canon. We we, (laughs) didn't, we didn't know about that before, but it made him the person he is. And it just makes sense. And the whole Amanda thing with, uh, we're talking about disco now, with with, uh, um, the looking glass and and reading uh, Alice in Wonderland to, to him so he can learn to read. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just, it's Star Trek again, teaching us, you know, teaching us. It's, it's, it's amazing. And I saw somewhere,
1: somewhere on the internet was talking about how the last, the most recent episode of discovery, um, fleshed out the, the relationship that he later has with McCoy because we see him and Burnham snipe at each other. Right. And then that's like a really nice connection to the way him and him and McCoy would always snipe at each other, which I hadn't thought about, but I was like, Oh yeah, I guess he's always had the, the banter and the, and the, uh, the going back and forth with somebody else. Right. He needs that. True. True.
0: How about your favorite ship?
1: It's the D, the Enterprise D. Is it um, really? Yeah. I, it's because I think I I kind of have this theory that we're gonna find this out as we go, but I really feel like your favorite captain and your favorite ship, I think that's gonna go together a whole lot. Um, except to the people who say Cisco, I don't know if they're gonna say the um, the station or um, <laughs> truth or Defiant, but I feel because the show does such a good job of tying the ship to the captain. It's, it's there. It's them, the ship, the, the, a good captain represents the ship. So I feel like Picard and, and the enterprise D they're sleek and they're smooth and they're smart and they're, they're bald and they're bald. (laughs) Um, and it's just, I don't know. I, I kind of lost that metaphor after I started doing it. Hmm. Um, but I, I really feel like a lot of the times when we do this and talk to other people, the the ship and the captain are gonna line up is, is my theory. But I just love the D. I think it's great. It's a really pretty ship. Yeah. Um and it's got the holodeck and it's got all the other stuff. And uh I don't know if I care about like there's families on board and and those kind of things, but I just really like the look of the ship. It's I think it's pretty. Hmm. It's the prettiest ship.
0: Cool. All and right. then your favorite. Well, my, my, what's interesting with this question is if I wouldn't have had favorite character, it would have been NCC-1701, mm. no bloody A, no bloody B, no bloody C. It, that would have been my second favorite character. Because I love, I love, 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 love the look of the ship, the original Star Enterprise. I just think it's so classic. A lot of people like the 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 refit at, for the motion picture. But to me, I don't know. It's 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 the lines it's the simplicity of the original series enterprise i just i just absolutely it's the one i painted on my bike <laughs> it's just you know people look at it and i know they're star trek fans and they go oh it's a, it's the original from the tv yeah that's that's it and yeah. how about a second favorite ship do you have one if you had to pick one
1: uh probably the original series yeah, yeah the yeah the tos ship um uh, mm. Because of all the because it's the it's the start, it's, and it doesn't look like any other spaceship. Like when you go back and you look at what a spaceships look like in the sixties, they don't look like this. This is totally unique and totally different. And it's got one of the things that Star Trek does really well that a lot of other science fiction has picked up on is if you see it in in silhouette, you know exactly what it is immediately from any angle. You can tell, okay, I know exactly what that ship is. Um and that it's such a classic, cool design. I think it's gotta be the original series ship after that. Yeah. But I really like Disco's design and the way the the the, the um the disc spins when they yeah. go into black alert. That's so yeah. cool.
0: That is cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Huh. How Do you about the second favorite ship? Oh wow. You asked me. I, I know. I, I, I thought, well, I'm gonna have to come up. I'm gonna go to OS again. I'm gonna say the D7. The Klingon Cruiser. Oh
1: man, I didn't even think about non enterprisey non federation. I want to change my answer <laughs> for the Bird of Prey. Yeah,
0: it's 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 a gorgeous ship. It really is. The design's just iconic. And I have that one painted on the other side of my motorcycle as well. So yeah, it's it's just it's fun.
1: But I think the bird the bird of prey from the movies, um Yeah. The uh oh uh, which one is it? The one with the trial, the movie with the trial. Um Star Trek Six. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, that bird of prey, I think. Yeah. That design.
0: Okay. okay. Cool. Cool, cool. Um, let me see here. Uh what's your favorite, favorite episode? episode? Oh, no.
1: Um, see, I'm stuck on Next Gen now, and I don't want to be because I don't want to igno- seem like I'm ignoring the other shows. Mm-hmm. But because Next Gen is my favorite show, it's hard to, like, I love Devil in the Dark. Mm-hmm. I think Devil in the Dark, because the the things that it says, it says <laughs> really well, and it's one of those shows that really makes the point that Star Trek is trying to make about life and about diversity and about how is and how you should see things um, even on the unexpected. So that, that one's really great. Uh, In my recent rewatch of all of the shows, I really liked what they were trying to do with, and I'm not going to remember the episode title, um, the episode in next gen where Riker falls in love with the, the Uh, uh, androgynous species. Yeah. Yeah that that's a that's like a big risk for for 1990 whatever that's a tough story to tell and they kind of copped out because they cast a woman and they looked a little more feminine so they didn't like they didn't go what they would do in 2019 if they remade that episode right but i that's another one of those times that star trek is like we're gonna try to make a point and we're gonna try to really push this idea that's a good one um so that's up there. And then Fistful of Data is just because it's fun to watch Brett Spiner <laughs> do Brett Spiner things for yeah. 45 minutes. And it's got Worf in it. <laughs> yeah. True. True. Uh, do you have, what's your favorite? I think your I know your favorite episode. Is it Devil?
0: No, it, it's, it's close. It, it would probably be in my top five, but Korra might maneuver. Oh, Yeah. I mean, because to me, it's the first, it's 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 the morals, it's the meaning, it's the messages. I, I hate to take words from another, <laughs> but that's what it is. I mean, this these guys attacked us, this person attacked us, and now they're injured. Do we save them or let them die? We go after them and save them. Because that, that's Star Trek. That is what we do. That's Starfleet. That is, you know, that that's who we are. And I just love the message that that whole thing. That whole episode has in it but also a tng episode measure of a man oh yeah is also i think it's a classic and it's it's on everybody's list but you know if you're asking me what it's an episode i would show somebody for the first time if they didn't know anything about star trek
1: yeah that's the good first star trek episode episode how about movies my favorite movie con
0: Mm -hmm.
1: con because con's the best science fiction movie ever made probably it's 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 perfect it's perfect the score is perfect the all of the the script it's so well built it does exactly what it needs to do um everybody on the cast is at the top of their game i just got to see it in a theater um a few months ago and it was so cool because you know it's it's a theater full of people who are here for one reason we're all here to watch this movie that we love and we know every moment of. So like the music starts and everybody cheers and then the credits start and everybody cheers and Shatner's name comes up and everybody cheers and then Nimoy's name and everybody cheers louder.
0: And cries. Uh, Which I thought
1: was really funny. And cries, and then he dies at the end and every everybody in the, we knew it was, we've known this was coming for 30 years and we still, everybody's upset. Everybody's broken by it. When Kirk does the con shout, it's so famous, everybody, claps everybody loves it mm-hmm. um the most misunderstood shout in in cinema history as far as i'm concerned mm. um because i have a whole that uh, people get that wrong all the time people blame shatner for that and it's not his fault um <laughs>
0: it's true Well,
1: because he's acting but he's yeah. not it's not shatner acting it's kirk acting and it's kirk's kirk not acting. a good actor shatner's
0: shatner's doing a, the thing yeah that's
1: that's the yell um so i think it's got to be con like i don't even think there's a. a and then Galaxy Quest? No. Uh, <laughs> that's a great movie. It's probably in the top five, though, right? It's close. <laughs> it's got to be Con. What You're about you?
0: At Rathacon. Rathacon, without a doubt.
1: I would be surprised. Like, the people. They're probably going to say the one with the whales. I think it's going to well, get a lot of love.
0: That's number two, Voyage which Home. Which is a great episode. Yeah.
1: a great movie
0: episode. Yeah. Voyage Home is is... I love it. Cause it's, you know, it brings it to modern day a little bit, you know, it, and then
1: first contact. I think first contact might be my number two. Are you
0: looking at my notes? <laughs> exactly... No. Yeah. I have, I have first contact and beyond actually real close beyond is real good. Yeah. Beyond is beyond is I, I you know, that's the new cast and the music and everything. And the, everybody was great in it. There was finally
1: figured out Kirk in beyond. They finally figured out how to do him.
0: Yeah. No, I really I really enjoyed those movies, yeah. Yeah, First Contact cuz
1: it's the 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 TNG cast gets their really great movie and we get to go back in time and yep. I'm not really a big fan of the things Picard the way Picard evolves from TV show Picard to movie Picard cuz he's like we're going to kill them all, but at least yeah. then we get to have that conversation about it, so that's that's pretty cool. First Contact's a great movie. I should yeah. watch First Contact
0: again. Yeah, I I enjoy First Contact. Yeah. It's it it's got it's got the Star Trek humor in it as well
1: so funny deanna getting drunk
0: yeah it's timeline we don't have time for a timeline <laughs> that's for my friend amy <laughs> yeah. very cool um have we ever had a star trek disagreement i don't i don't think we think have.
1: So. just the, like the normal witch enterprises
0: but that's not really an argument Cooler.
1: The, the, like those are the normal yeah, Star Trek disagreement. I don't think so, because we're on the same page as far as yeah. DS Nine goes, and I think you're enjoying Discovery as much as I'm enjoying I, Discovery.
0: I, I'm loving it more than I thought I would. It's so good, and second season is even better than the first season. Uh, sheesh, sheesh. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. What they're doing with everybody. I mean, we could. Uh, I mean, yeah, we could talk about Discovery right now if you want, but it's just like I already talked about Pike, how he's just. He's because he's a damaged guy and you're seeing him in in every episode. They'll show him isolated at his desk, staring at something. And just, it's a two second clip, but it just shows that he's always contemplating something. And he's, this is three years after, you know, the cage. So it's, he's already gone through that stuff. And it's seven years before, um, uh, the menagerie. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, beep once, and twice, yeah. So it's there's stuff that's going to happen to him between now and then. And I love his humanity. I love that he's he's got some innocence to him, but he's also not trusting of some people. You know, I just, you know, but the whole cast, I love Tilly. You know, early on in the season, I thought she was trying to be too funny. But that's the Tilly's writer. the best. I love that's, Tilly. That's the writer's fault, but now she's like, yeah. She's sitting on all cylinders. I love, I love Tilly and Stamets. Mm-hmm. I really do. I mean, I, act- I-, I-, I tweeted to uh, Anthony rap. I-, I like uh Tilmits. <laughs> 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 he actually liked the tweet. So I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, no. And the whole thing, it's just, it's, I love everything about the show. I really do. I mean, I think
1: I love Tilly, but I think Saru might be my favorite character on disco. But I think I'm also biased because I love Doug Jones, like, yeah. because D- Guillermo del Toro is my favorite director, and Doug Jones shows up in all of his movies. So to have him now in my fan, my my first fandom is just unreal. He's the best. So, and his his Seru, the things that he's getting to do with him this season are really fun.
0: Yeah,
1: that's not a disagreement, though. Do we have a Trek disagreement? I don't
0: think we've ever had one. We're, um,
1: I uh now I'm trying to pick a fight just to find (laughs) Enterprise isn't as good as you think it is. I, it's probably fine. It's been a long time since I've watched enterprise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I saw it once.
1: Um, I'll get to it. I'm doing the whole rewatch again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing well too.
1: I don't think we have a big star Trek disagreement.
0: I don't think we do. I think that's weird. I don't think so. I
1: I Probably if we dug into, like, the politics of an episode, we could find something. Hey, let's pick a fight on a podcast. That sounds fun.
0: I think we should do that. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think because some of the podcasts we're going to do, we're going to talk about specific episodes. And And we should find an episode that we disagree on the point. Yeah, well, that's. I think that's what we'll do. We'll find episodes that we might think we might disagree on the point. At least, yeah. You know, and go into them that way, how I view them and how you view them and how how the 25-year difference or 30-year difference in our age, how we look at this stuff differently. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, I, I just going back to disco for a moment. This last Friday, I watched uh, Light and Shadows, the episode that was on previous to this one. And then I watched uh, The Cage, my, the, my Blu-ray version of The Cage. And then immediately after, I watched, uh, uh, what was the last one? Of the name if, of the most yeah, recent if, episode? If, me- if Memory Serves. Yeah. Uh, so I watched uh, episodes, uh, season two, sep- episode seven, then The Cage, and then episode eight. And it was like one large Star Trek episode. I mean, it was really well done. And I feel like If Memory Serves it was actually like a sequel. Or, yeah, a sequel to The Cage. Oh, they... Another
1: just high wire act because you're not supposed to be able to do that. Like, yeah, we're going to make a sequel to an episode that was that long ago. You can't do that. Like, it's a miracle. They pulled it off with Khan. So and
0: I, I don't I've, I, I see people online complaining about the little clips they showed at the beginning of it of the cage. I was like a little schoolgirl. I was jumping up and down in my chair when they were show I was screaming. My wife comes in. Is everything okay? I said, Yes. This is awesome.
1: It was super cool. It was really yeah, nice. It was, it was nice it was, reminder was, of everything.
0: It was nicely done. It was nicely done. And then how they had Jeffrey Hunter's head turn, and then it went back, and it was uh Mount. now turn turned face through the same turn back, it was just like. I, I, lo- I loved everything about and that. making
1: the telosians still look like the telosians even though we've got better makeup and everything so they look different yeah. but but not different it's not like all the people who are going to complain about how the klingons look
0: yeah.
1: for no reason um
0: those, were, those were my telosians yes yeah
1: those are the telosians that we were supposed to have the, the, the they they look the same i i thought that was really cool and casting someone who looks like V, Ven- I i mean finding a pretty blonde woman probably isn't that difficult. But doing the Vina thing again was really cool, and yeah. Pike's reaction to her—that rewatching the cage—made yeah. because you didn't really get it in like the little brief clip that they showed before the episode started. But rewatching the cage and then watching him react to her—that was really interesting. So you've that done that already?
0: Cool. You you've rewatched the cage?
1: I rewatched the cage direct, just like you did directly before we watched um, yeah. the new episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if memory serves, yeah, it was just oh, so so well done, and uh, the people are saying, "Well, it's fan service." I'll take fan service. It's well done
1: fan service. It's It's all everything is fan service.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, how has fandom changed over the years for for you?
1: Uh, It's probably become more mature. I, I think about Star Trek more deeply. Than I used to, which I'm tr- kind of like trying to do with everything, you know. It's not just I'm not because it used to be, you know. You're watching a movie. I'm because it's fun, so I'm going to turn my brain off and I'm just going to enjoy the thing. And now I, I greatly enjoy what does that mean or what does this mean and taking things apart and and really turning things over and looking for what are they actually trying to say. That enriches all of the media that I'm trying to consume and especially Star Trek. So it's and be, Star Trek is like purpose-built for that. I just didn't realize that. Origi- kind of like I was saying with the, with the Dr. Seuss thing, it, uh, if you just want to enjoy Star Trek for, for fun, wagon train to the stars, then you can do that. But you, it's built for you to not do that. It's built for you to really dig into and, and take apart. And uh, that's what my fandom has become more, is really thinking and giving that kind of credit to the writers and the actors, like they're doing these things on purpose. So I should be paying attention to that.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: How has yours changed?
0: I, I have a different take on it from what you're saying. Like I said, I was, I was nine when TOS came out and I didn't get, I wasn't conscious of the, of what the message they were giving me. I was enjoying the colors. I was enjoying the phasers. I was enjoying the characters and the story. To me, it was science fiction, and that's all I took it as. And when other Star Trek came out, I didn't, I really wouldn't analyze an episode. And that's one thing that I think has bugged me in the past few years with the number of, here we are doing a podcast, but with the number of Star Trek podcasts out there whose sole role is to break down these episodes. You know, I love them. I listen to them, but it's also made me, I miss the days when I could just sit back, turn my brain off, and enjoy it. You know, like I work for NASA, and I could break these things down, and I could pick them apart if I really wanted to. I don't want to. I want to enjoy the story. I want to enjoy the characters. Give me a good time. You know, so that's, I mean, my fandom started off as... A fan. Just that. Just watching and enjoying. And then over the past, I'd say five years, I've started to look at the episodes for their morals and messages and what they, you know, what they're telling me and telling the world. And things I never thought about before, honestly. And now I'm like, ah, I I miss the old days too. <laughs> I, I really do. I miss just turning on these episodes and just going, man, this was fun. And yeah, I can watch it five times and then start thinking about, okay, what is what is going on in this episode? But, you know, it's like, it's like Star Wars. There's no moral or message in Star Wars. <laughs> you put it on and you go for the ride. You know, and that's really how my fandom has changed. It really has. It's, 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 it's gone through that evolution of being a fan, loving what you see, and like, oh, now, now, now we got to analyze everything. I really don't want to all the time.
1: I think that's... Do you like the J.J. movies,
0: right? Uh, Two of the three.
1: (laughs) I think that's why you like them. I I don't not like them, but I think they're carried by the cast more than the story, all three of them. Actually, I haven't seen the middle one. I'll admit that, because I don't care. Uh, You can't bring Khan back in that kind of context. Uh, It doesn't make any sense. Like
0: I said, I like two of the three.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But J.J. makes very good, wow, this is pretty and this is moving really well movies. That's why his star Wars movies are good. Uh, even though Rian Johnson star Wars movie is better. Um, so I think that, I think that might be why you like the JJ movies more than I do, because the cast, the cast is what makes me like those movies. I, Everybody I, I,
0: they I, cast is perfect. I agree. I agree. But I agree. the
1: story, like they, they get Kirk so wrong in the first movie. Yep. It's really frustrating, but everything else about the first movie moves so well Mm -hmm. that you don't care.
0: Yeah. Well, being such a big fan of TOS like I am, I really should have had major reservations for, for Oh nine. I really should have, but it was new star Trek coming out. I'll take whatever you throw at me. Do I? Sorry. No, go ahead.
1: Did I tell you what I did the day that Star Trek 09 came out? Do you know that story? No. no. That's the day I bought the wedding ring. That's the day I bought Angela's wedding ring. Really? It's not the day I proposed, but it's the day I bought the ring. I bought the ring and then met them at the theater. And then we saw the movie premiere.
0: That's very cool. Did I know that? Huh. Oh. Oh. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and I was worried that, like, I would have that memory tied to a crappy movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank God. But it God. turned out to be really fun. <laughs> that's good. All right. And the marriage is great. And you got wonderful grandkids. and <laughs> Life is wonderful. I love it. Wow. That's awesome. Huh. Okay. So what's what what's Star Trek taught you? I think
1: we've, I feel like we've
0: kind of I think, I think done this. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think that question's in here a few times.
0: Yeah. 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 So, and edit
1: that question out.
0: Yeah, and here, here's one we're going to ask everybody. But have you attended conventions? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been to, we've been to, like we were saying earlier, we've been to um, Las Vegas three times. And then we went to, um, when I was a kid, we did, pass- I don't know how many times we did, pass, I at I least think, twice.
0: Pass, I think because I remember make dressing make- up as
1: a Klingon and dressing up as a Borg.
0: Right. That, that,
1: that, so, I've been to at least four five yeah think, not yeah, including yeah. like you know general comic Cony cons that aren't just star trek specific um, but you got to dress up at least i think yeah. you do i think it's a lot of fun to to, to cosplay at those things because and really the trick i think the trick with cosplay and the trick with star trek cosplay is you try to find the most narrow band that you can get so that not like if four out of ten people see your costume and they're like, "Yes, I think that's a really good costume," because it's super specific, and those are always the—I think those are a lot of fun. Like when I dressed up as um, oh, the character from that season one of TNG episode uh, with the women that are in charge and the men are just right. The, when they when they gender swap everything, and I had and that you got costume. a lot of
0: attention. To, uh, got the, a lot
1: of attention for that costume,
0: <laughs> yeah, you did. And I'm running around in my monster maroon like 55 other guys, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's true. I yeah.
1: I think that's a lot of fun, or just being somebody that you know you want. And um, I'm always impressed by the people who go all out. Like there was a guy last year at uh, Vegas that was Vogue. that was yeah. just that was a ridiculous. It looked screen ready. Yeah, Dude, those are so cool. Yeah, you've have you been to cons without me you must have
0: yeah well I, yeah well not i don't think you I, went
1: to vegas without me i think
0: once. i've been to vegas without you and uh i go to like long beach comic con and la comic con and i dress up at those too but I, you know like i've got I, I i've got a full darth vader costume i've got a obi-wan kenobi costume you know but all my star trek things are uniforms they're not costumes so, yeah. well that's funny <laughs> it's a uniform not a costume it's a uniform not a costume get it right <laughs> i got badges on it
1: i don't think i have a uniform i used to have a uniform
0: yeah yeah so, yeah i think our first vegas we went to together i brought like 15 different you brought a whole closet
1: full yeah. and yeah. you brought the uh galaxy quest oh, uniform galaxy too. Club. i wore the galaxy quest okay. one sh- shirt one day
0: that was that was fun yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So when I think about your interest in, in Star Trek, I, I see what you're doing, you know, with the grandkids and it makes me proud. I mean, it really does. Just because it, it meant so much to me in my life and I can, I, we've talked about how much it meant in your life and just passing it down and, you know, having the kids because we've been, I've been to your house when, you know, you put on a a TNG episode or discovery or about discovery, but you know, TOS episode, usually when I'm there, it's usually a TOS episode, <laughs> but it's, you know, and it's, it's, it's fun to see them react to them and watch them. And do they have favorite player, favorite, uh, characters?
1: um probably the ships the both of them just really like vehicles right now it's the same as doctor who they like the doctors but they're much more interested in the tardis
0: and you're building a tardis now and i built them a big
1: cardboard tardis that
0: we're painting yeah awesome it's pretty cool that's pretty cool i love it now um yeah it's cool um now how do you how do you watch star trek just uh um netflix netflix
1: yeah, and like I said, I started, I don't even remember how long ago, I, I, MASH is my favorite TV show that's not a Star Trek TV show, so I had done a big MASH rewatch, and then when that ended, I started watching uh, TLS, and then when that ended, I, TNG, and now I'm on Deep Space Nine, so basically right now I'm watching them in order, and occasionally going back and watching favorite episodes when I want, when I need to, you know, now I need to hit a card, So I'm going to go back and watch a TNG episode or something. Uh, and then I'm watching Discovery th- Thursday nights, when it comes out, after the kids go to bed, gotta watch Disco.
0: Now, are you looking um, forward to the new Picard series?
1: I'm cautiously looking forward to the new Picard series, just like I'm cautiously looking forward to all of the new things. I trust the people that are doing it. I don't I love Patrick Stewart and I was in the room when he announced, you know, I we see. were in the room when he we did that announcement. Yeah. And so I'm excited to see Patrick Stewart be Jean-Luc Picard again. I'm scared because he left Picard so well, at least as, as far as the TV show goes, the movies yeah. Yeah, and we can talk about the the end of the TNG movies, yeah. but that last TV show episode is a perfect goodbye for Jean-Luc Picard. So it makes me nervous that they're bringing him back, even though they're bringing back Patrick Stewart. And I, you know, Patrick Stewart is the best. We don't, it's amazing going back and watching TNG episodes and watching him act Mm -hmm. and just being like, we don't deserve this. This is him. He's so
0: good. He really, he, Um, I don't think he would be involved with it if he wasn't pleased with the people running it and where it's going.
1: I agree. I'm more nervous, actually, about the Section 31 show that, oh,
0: that yeah. we're going to get. You want to talk about
1: it, that? Um, we can.
0: Yeah, let's, because, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't, you know, Section 31 is something, it, it, it goes against the grain. of
1: it's, what It's going to oh, have the DS9 I'm, I'm gonna, problem.
0: I'm going to sound like a freaking gatekeeper here, but I'm not. It's, it goes against what Star Trek stands for. And we're seeing that in discovery, you know, that yes, they're, they say they're the, the, uh, the, the uh, must have area. They're protecting, they're protecting the universe. So the enterprise and discovery can go do their thing, you know, and it's, 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 I don't know. I'm looking forward to Giorgio in it. I love her. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it, I'm cautiously optimistic for a Section 31 show. I really am. It's not my favorite storyline. I think it's going to have... I think it's going
1: to... And not that DS9 is a problem. I like DS9. But it's going to have the DS9 problem of not being hopeful. It's We're going to deconstruct all of this hope in, and show you the dark flip side of all of that, which makes me nervous. And also, and I think I saw this take on Twitter, and it made me think, like we're supposed to like this Georgiou but this is not our Georgiou this is mirror Georgiou Mm -hmm. who was emperor Georgiou who killed billions of people right and enslaved Bill she ate uh, a Kelpian in front of Burnham yeah so how much redemption or like are you able to redeem a character like that? Are we supposed to eventually be like, I really like this Georgiou lady. She's pretty cool. And I'm going to ignore that she was basically space Hitler when we met her.
0: I think she's now she's angel. cool. I think she's a red angel.
1: Oh, that would be interesting.
0: Cause she knows so much. She says, I know more about you, Michael, than you know about yourself that she knows about Leland's background, how he has something to do with killing Michael's parents. She knows things about things. I think that would be a little too twisty. I don't.
1: I don't. I don't. I, don't, I hope they don't do that.
0: I'm, I'm glad that it was as obvious as the Voke uh, Tyler thing last season.
1: Yeah, everybody knew that was coming. Yeah. But yeah. I that was. I think that was really well done. I liked. Yeah. I know a lot of people didn't really like how dark. And I. I wanted first season to disco to be a little more light, but I really liked all that storyline because I'm a sucker for Klingon storylines.
0: I, I am too. I love, I love the Klingon stuff. I really did. And I I've kind of missed them this season.
1: Yeah. I miss Laurel, but I love Mary Chifo. She's Mary Chifo's, Mary Chifo's the best.
0: Best. I love her. Yeah. 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 So She's you have anything else fun you to have, have, to have you? in the fandom? So you have anything else you want to add to this before we close it up?
1: Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what everybody else has to say about okay these things especially my i never gave voice to that the the captain ship thing but i'm really interested to see if if that actually pans out um and and i'm interested to see if anybody has a star trek disagreement yeah because that'll be that'll be really that'll be fun to hear
0: yeah and And then i'm
1: sorry Go go ahead and then i'm interested to hear more about your Star Trek not your Star Trek like we were talking about earlier but like your insights on Star Trek because we've talked about it but we've never talked deeply yeah. and specifically about it so it'll be interesting to do that in a public forum where everybody can hear us
0: right and we, <laughs> might, we might actually disagree <laughs> 2019
1: we'll do everything in public
0: <laughs> Ooh, fun yeah yeah and that and listeners if you have a father or a mother that got you into Star Trek or a brother or a sister or an aunt and uncle Drop us a note. Let us know. You come on the podcast and we'll talk to you about your fandom and their fandom and how they got you into it or how you got them into it. I mean, it's, this is what this podcast is all about, to share Star Trek through the generations. Well, Doug, how can everybody get a hold of you if they want to contact you?
1: Everybody can get a hold of me on the Twitters at The Weird Teacher. Uh, I'm also on the Instagrams with the same thing at The Weird Teacher. And if you're interested in reading me talk about teaching and occasionally talk about Star Trek through teaching, uh, that's my blog, he's the Weird com. Um, And then you can buy my books through a link there. But my books are all on Amazon, too. Just search for Doug Robertson. If you YouTube Doug Robertson, I will show up eventually. But the first guy is going to be a guy doing butt workout videos, not me. (laughs) And what are the titles of your books? That's a true thing. Um, My my books are He's the Weird Teacher, um, The Teaching Text, You're Welcome, which is just supposed to be funny, uh, A Classroom of One, and... The Unforgiving Road, which is a science fiction post-apocalyptic novel.
0: About motorcycles.
1: About motorcycles. Post-apocalyptic
0: motorcycle gang. Very cool. And you can find me on the internet. I'm on Twitter at uh, (laughs) TimRobertson56. And my email address, if you want to contact me, is CometMan at CometMan.net. And I also have a podcast that you can download. Uh, It's called The Observer's Notebook. It's the official podcast of the Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers. And again, it's The Observer's Notebook if you have an amateur astronomer or professional astronomer in your life and you want to tell them about a podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you point them my way. But we have contact information just for the uh, podcast as well. The email address for the Generations Trek podcast is Trek at gmail.com. We're also on the Twitter at at Generations Trek. And our Facebook page is Generations Trek as well. So just put those two words together in any of those mediums and you can find us and contact us. And if you have show suggestions or things like that, you're more than welcome to contact us.
1: Thank you for listening. Live long and
0: prosper. This has been fun. I lo- hey, Doug, I love you, buddy. Love you too. All right.
1: Star Trek's themes of hope, diversity, peace, and unity are messages that we should all cherish and pass on to our family and friends. This podcast is a vehicle to show just how fans of the franchise share their Star Trek memories and passions with those they love. Thank you for listening to Generations, an independent Star Trek podcast.
0: You ready to go? Yeah. Hi, I'm Tim. And I'm Doug. We're, we're, oh, okay, you were going to continue that. Let's try it again. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> thought I was doing, we're both lifelong Star Trek fans. Yeah. And we're the, ho- no, we're the, we're a father and son host. You want me ho- to finish the sentence? Finish the sentence and go until that one point. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Really? hmm <laughs> Hi, I'm Doug. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to have outtakes on this I know I am. <laughs> Uh take four. <laughs> Star Trek's
1: message of hope, diversity, peace, and unity are messages that we should all cherish and pass on to our fan. <clears throat> ah. Take two. Star, sh- <laughs> Star Trek's message of hope, diversity, peace, and unity are messages that we should all that's oh, got messages in there twice and that threw me off. Um, oh
0: Star Trek's message. Okay
1: uh let me see i'm a little worried about using messages just because of um the of uh the other guys
0: oh john and ken okay yeah
1: but i just i changed the themes and i think
0: okay that's fine yeah okay let me try again okay ready uh make sure i'm recording okay i'm recording wait am i yes i'm recording